Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, we're back. The podcast is back. We've had a couple of weeks off. Um, and our voices have changed. This is my golf club voice now. I don't play golf. This is my golf club voice. Um, but I'm David. And who are you? This is my voice. I'm Andy Powell. Andy Powell. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> Hiya, Tom. Hiya, Dave. You okay? Oh, I'm Wait, all right. Tell me what you've been up to. Come on. Um, What's anyone been up to? Answering a lot of deliveries, is what I would say. Yeah. Food yeah. deliveries, random purchases. Bought yeah. some Ugg boots yesterday. Don't know oh, you got them, did you? Yeah, just too big. They're like... Are they? I'm trying to find the ultimate um, sort of foot warmer combo for rugby. Because at the moment, it's freezing cold, right? Upper body, fine. Head, fine. Hands, fine. Feet, killer at the moment. Okay. And I got up some boots. And I bought some electric socks. What? Yeah. Now, you charge you, them up, do you? Because... Because I wear fitted clothes, because I've got great shape, all right, um, I've got skinny jeans, and you can see the batteries sort of poking out the side of my car. <laughs> look like an Asbo tag. <laughs> look like a it tag, does, does yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, so I bought some electric <laughs> socks, and they were okay. It felt like my feet were wet more than warm. Yeah. Um, but still, still cold. I didn't have the guts to tell Ross Harris. Because I made a big hoo-ha about I got these, got these on today. Look out! Yeah, watch out! I'll be fine. Um, but they were actually cold. Gabby Logan wears electric clothes. That's she true. has electric thermal. She charges them up at home, and then like on USB or whatever. Yeah. And then she like puts them on. I guess like leggings and a vest or like a t-shirt top, whatever is underneath, like a skins-looking top, and she has electrically heated clothes to go underneath. And a blanket, I reckon. 
You've got a blanket? No, I reckon she's got an electric blanket. Oh, she must have. Yeah. Yeah. But I quite like it. I'm, I'm hot all the time, but in bed I'm not. I don't get too hot in bed. What about your feet? Your feet are game. Feet are right, but I've got, I've got a game changer for you. What? Problem is, problem is... They're super expensive, or I've got to do a shameless tweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> problem is, the problem, problem is that, you know, there's that picture. You sent it to me ages ago. Well, there's that, firstly, there's a picture of you and, like, Dwayne Peel and Alfie and everyone on tour looking like absolute <laughs> nerds with straight-cut jeans, and Alfie's got his new leather jacket on. Flip-flops. Like. Flip-flops. Like, do you know those old boot-cut jeans? And there's that picture that went around, and there's just, all it is is, oh, great, the Six Nations is back, and it's just five or six blokes standing in a pub, yeah. and all you see is them from the knees down, and it's just boot-cut jeans with Timberland boots and yeah. all that kind of Lads stuff. Lads on St. Mary Street. And Brogue's boots and stuff. Day. Yeah, exactly. Problem is, it's going to be a bit like that. Oh, no. But because they're a brogue boot. But Loke, who do really nice boots, oh, yeah, yeah. Loke, Loke do fur-lined boots. Really? Yeah. So they work. Yeah, I know, but... These are called sports boots as well, because... Yeah, I mean, the, Loke, the Loke's a bit more formal, a bit more elegant. But I tried a pair on. They were too big yesterday. They were size 12. What? Massive feet. What? Uh, but they were... They just look like moon Well, boots. they were too big for you. They look like moon boots, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could buy a size 15 if I want. Oh, big feet. They're too big. Yeah, but there was the only size available. and Because I'm an 11, sometimes 11 and a half. Yeah. And I thought, well, extra thick socks. And, but they just look like... I tell you what I look like. Um... Lloyd Christmas out of Dumb and Dumber mm. when they find all that money and they put all that ski gear on he's got those massive furry boots and he's handing out money yep there you go the, yeah. there you go there you go there you go so, so I've, got, I've, I've sent them back and I've, I've ordered a smaller pair they're brown though brown yeah brown um, actually called chestnut so they're brown yeah the worst thing about the worst the, the worst thing about the pandemic like by a mile deaths is now having to return deliveries that oh, aren't yeah. right. Actually, you're right. You're right. Um, but, so, the size 11s will come this week. There's no bloody games. No. Oh, Tommy, don't. I mean, on the subject of returns, before we get onto the games thing, I've got to return a uh, a cropped, a Harry Potter cropped hoodie. So, long sleeves and a hood, but a bit cropped, because little Buddha didn't like it. Oh. So... That's got to get returned. It's one of those things I'm putting all this effort in. I've bagged it up. I've got printed off labels. I've done all this stuff, all for a you know a thirteen quid hoodie from H and M or something yeah. that I got for Christmas that she didn't like. It's well, like, is it worth it? Is it worth the diesel? I got, Do you know what I mean? I got the three girls in my house um, a "Don't be a Karen" T-shirt. Very good. Yeah, and they hate it. My kids call me Karen they, all the time. Uh, yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely hate it. But I made them wear it because I booked a holiday recently. Um, can't pay for it yet. Can't afford it, but I booked it, paid the deposit. Yeah, booked it, packed it. Um, yeah. And I said, if they want me to book this holiday, put the deposit down. They got to wear the t-shirt all day. Yeah, so they did. So they do it. it. Yeah, they did it. They did it. They called it child abuse, but I yeah, said, but I said it's keeping you warm. Yeah, but I told my kids to get off their screens last night and before dinner, and they called. Yeah, and they called it. They called it child abuse. Um, yeah, thing so is, I always say, you've got to be careful. Remember the boy that cried wolf? Yeah. You know? Reese Blumberg. What happened to him? No, just cries wolf all the time. That's him, is it? Yep. Everything's yep. the worst ever, is it? And then when he's telling the truth, he's not the truth or not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, but in terms of what we've been up to, Tommy, well... Oof. I've been looking for a coat as well, Dave. Right. Yeah. Now... You, I don't think... Well, I'm the last person to talk. I've got a lot of coats. But you, when you wore your... Um, what is it? Your Nazi peacoat? What? Or that blue peacoat, the Nazi one. 
Uh, oh, sorry, Hugo, Hugo Boss, Boss, sorry. You wore Hugo Boss peacoat, didn't yeah. you? Didn't they didn't they outfit the Nazis back in the day? Yeah. Can't hold that yeah, against them now. We it's a long time ago, that. Tommy. Um but your Hugo Boss peacoat is all the coat you'd ever need. It's a great coat. It's not. Okay. Even though it's it's cashmere. What? Yeah. What mere? Yeah. Um it's money not, mere. It's not warm enough sometimes. So and I saw I watched a League of Their Own Christmas special. Yep. Brilliant. Ramesh, Jamie and Freddie. Dude, like a, anyway, they had some I amazing coats oh. on. There's some brilliant coats on. They look super warm. Yeah. Exactly what I wanted. Sandbanks, they were. Oh, that's Jamie Redknapp's label, isn't it? Oh, was his label? Well, I think so. Well, I've seen it advertised on like social media. I saw someone say, thanks for the Sandbanks coats, Jamie Redknapp. But his dad lives on Sandbanks famously, yes. doesn't he? A little click on it. 1,750 quid. Right. Yeah. So. Right. I mean, you'd hope it'd keep you warm. Yeah. It's like on Barber. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, what barber are you gone? Is it is it incoming this new coat? No, I've got it. It's not. Oh, is this it? Am I looking no, at no, it? No, no, that's not. That's no. the that's the Jules one. Um, no, it's uh, it's a bit like that to be honest. Okay. Just, it's a puffer, long yep. puffer with a hood. Yeah. Um, or you, I mean, you could have done what I did, which is order a order a really expensive jacket. Yeah. Um, because you're going to put it on. Expenses, wardrobe, wardrobe allowance. Premier Sport from a channel. Yeah, do that because uh, you because you know that your co-host has done that before with a jacket that cost even more. Buy it because you're so cold you can't believe it. And when it arrives, and safety. Keep it, um, even though you'd never bought it yourself. And then they reject your claim because they didn't agree it before you bought it. Oh. So that's how I ended up with the shiny Montclair jacket. The weird thing is at the moment. The strangest thing is that. I've bought a couple of things recently and it's just not the time to buy stuff. No. Nope. Not in work, regularly. Nope. Not taking in an income, but it just makes me feel better. Just worry about it later. Yeah, it's retail therapy. Put it on the Amex. Collect points. Shall I tell, tell you an extreme version? Did I text you about the Range Everything the other night? No, what? You bought another one. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> right, I haven't bought another one, no. I'm literally like... I'm the same as you, like we're freelance and, you know, for whatever reason, the government hasn't, doesn't, hasn't offered us anything and that's the way it goes and we'll all be fine. But, um, that's what I think of your selection policy. <laughs> yeah. But I was literally on collecting cars mm. and I found myself bidding cause I thought that's going cheap on a 91 Range Rover. Super cool. I started bidding on it. I'm like, yep. yeah, I'm bidding on it. And my girlfriend said, what are you doing? I said, I'm just bidding. I'm just bidding on a Range Rover. She's like, you've got a Range Rover. I was like, yeah, I know. You also don't have a job at the moment. Yep. And you don't know if your job's ever going to come back. Yeah. I should stop bidding, shouldn't I? And it went up a bit and it did end up going really cheap. Yeah. But I was like, I didn't bid again. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? If this is just, a- I'll feel so good if I win it. It's like, no, you won't. You'll wake up and panic. Yeah, but couldn't you sell it on? Make a bit of money. Yeah, but who wants to clean it up? Who wants that it? admin? No, it's in great, Nick. But who wants, who wants to do that? I was like, what am I doing? I'm yeah. bidding on a 150,000 mile Range Rover. Have you had a glass of red? Lebanese. I had, yeah. I had. I had had a glass of wine. I bought a load of bottles over Christmas called Chocolate Block. Oh, really nice. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. The mates raved about it, but I was like, mm, it's nice, but... When anyone raves about wine, it's like raving about the funniest TV show you've ever seen. Or art. Yeah. Don't rave about it. Just show people, see if they like it. And also, just don't don't give bets, you know, betting advice over WhatsApp. I've had three or four over the Christmas period. Go on. And uh, nothing. Nothing. What horse races? Budgie. Budgie. Mate, Budgie. 
he gave me a, a betting tip on a horse called Rosie and Millie. It's the names of my daughters. Yeah. He said, oh, it's dead cert. Let's put 100 quid on. Sixth. Setting fire to 50s, mate. Sixth. Out of sixth. Setting fire to 50s? Yeah. Um, I just thought it's bound to happen. My luck's going to change. The safest way to bet is don't bet. Isn't there a footballer who um, who told his mates to lump on? He said it was, a, it was just last week, wasn't it? And he's been he's got into trouble because he told his mates to lump on him getting transferred. Oh, Go and lump on it. Yes. And he's, I'm going. And, and they've yes. gone on it. Yeah, and they've just been rumbled. Who was it? Yeah, it was. I mean, Paul Hayward, um, the journalist, did a, a couple of tweets on it and I didn't know anything about it. I was like, that is really interesting because it's, I, you know, I, I'm sure there must be, there must be rugby players who bet on rugby. I mean, there must be. That's, they're mad if they do, but there Rob must Howley. be. Hey? Rob Howley. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. He did bet on rugby. But it's like, if you, you know, if you know that, you're a team in reasonable form and you're playing against, I don't know, like Bristol or Chiefs or something. Yeah. And you know you're going to put out a third team, not even a second team, whatever it is. And you think we're definitely going to lose that game. So the odds are not, the odds aren't great. So what I'll do is I'll just stick a load of money on. I'll stick 500 quid on to make 200 quid or whatever. The, I don't yeah. really know how you bet. It's free 200 quid. There must be people doing it, mustn't there? Of course there is. They're just different email. Well, well no, you'd, clever, you'd, you'd ask your mates to do it. At WRU.com. <laughs> Freaking hell. Oh. Poor um, bloke. I know you're not allowed to pity people who've got into trouble anymore because it's 2021, but I felt so sorry for him. He, what he did was wrong. Can't do it. But the way he was victimised after that. Oh, that's brutal. Just, it's like, like he was a criminal, like he'd, a yeah. murderer. That was just a bit like, I mean, I don't know Rob Howley very well at all. I've only met him a couple of times, played against him a bit. But it's just like, and it's not about always a nice fella. You know, but it's like uh, I, I did for the for the bloke I've met a few times. I felt really sorry for him. That's it's like a red card, isn't it? It's like intent. Intent doesn't matter. If you yeah, yeah. Take and someone it, high. You know, as, as nice guys as they are, Liam Williams, red card at the weekend. Yeah, he just went into a ruck head first, connected didn't, with someone's head. Didn't he say as he went off playing touch? Now is it? Yeah, he was frustrated. Like he was frustrated. He's not played for a while. It was his first game back. There was a bit of niggle because it was a derby. He was involved in everything, pushing, yeah. shoving, you know, gripping older shirts right by the collars. So you can't let go. It's annoying stuff like that. Yeah, but I've heard, I've heard things about him. I've heard he's, he can throw him. I've heard he's pretty handy. Yeah, maybe. I like him. Yeah. Um, I, I like him a lot. But he just went into a ruck head first. And it doesn't matter about intent. Nope. His intent was to clear the guy out, but you still can't enter a ruck with your head. Um, Die Young coming back to the Cardiff Blues. Do you hear that? Well, good news and bad news. Food bill through the roof. Yeah, correct. Mm. And who's going to make his blazer? Kingdom of Leather. <laughs> I remember being in a. I remember being in a, Kingdom of Leather. I remember being in a in a nightclub with Chris Chesney, who's every about once a week he texts me saying, "When are you going to let me on to defend my honour?" I said, "Sorry, mate, we're busy this week." Um, I remember being in a nightclub, and I was just sat. I was sat with George Shooter, and this woman walked over and just walked past, double did a double take, and started laughing at us because we were both real beaten up after this game. And I think I had a black eye and had a stitches and it was like I was dabbing my face because it was bleeding and George yeah. looked hanging and his ear, yeah, his ear had been battered and we were just sitting there like we shouldn't have been out because we were so knackered and his girl up close says state are you two and she said both of you minging that's what she said out of nowhere she said where'd you get that skirt where'd you get that skirt love kingdom of fucking leather <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, oh, oh brilliant I'll take that oh he's massive he's a big lump yeah die 
He's strong actually minded. big though anyway. Yeah, strong. He was always big. Yeah. He was always like, shoulders like a wardrobe. Really good news though, he's coming back. Yeah, it says the, inter- interim, I read. Yeah, it'd be interim, but I think, you know, at the end of the season, they'll, they'll roost down and they should. He's the best director rugby the Blues have had since Die Young. Yes. So, who... Who's got experience now on the other side of the bridge with Wasps and done a, a decent job with Wasps. They haven't won anything, but they still, they should have won the Premiership final against Exeter. Yeah, and bear in mind the, the transition they underwent while he was there to yes. a different city, like serious stuff. It also, it, the biggest thing is how much money is he going to have, basically? What is his budget to go and sign players? Because they do need to sign some players. What positions do they need, roughly? Um, I think they need more strength, front row, second yep. row. Back row is okay. Yep. Especially when you look at Ellis Jenkins and Josh Navid. A lot of back rows around, mind. Yeah. I think also centres. They've got... Their, their two best centres really are Willis Halaholo and Ray Lilo. Ray Lilo yeah. I think Ray Lilo's 33 now. Still doing well, but... He's class. At some stage, they're yeah. going to need... You um, also need cover. more than two. Yeah. Yeah. I think wingers are all right. Maybe a... I, no, I, think, I think that's it, really, mate. It's easy to play on the wing, though, isn't it? Yeah. Must be cold at the moment, though. Yeah, it can't be difficult, though, can it? As long as you're quick. Um, yeah, okay. So that's good news. What are they like at halfback? Okay, Lloyd Williams, Tomos Williams. Um, I think they've signed, or they're going to sign, Reese Priestland. Back from Bath. Yeah, from Bath. He won't be first choice. Jared Evans will be first Jared choice. Jared Evans is class, mate. Mate. Yeah, but Reese Priestland will kick you a ton of points, and actually he'll, get, he'll boot you out of trouble. Like yeah. he's. He's got that, whatever size his right shoe is, it's a good one. But Jared Evans could be involved heavily with Wales this year and next year. You know, yeah. so you I love watching him. Jared Evans play, mate. Mate, the breaks he made at the weekend were brilliant. Yeah, he's class. I'd hate to play against him. Yeah. And he, I know he has his deficiencies. I know he's not. The, What's his goal kicking like? It's low percentage. Mm. And it's not a big boot either. It's like a 9 9. It's okay. Yeah. But goal kicking's sort of, you know, one day you can be on fire, the other day you can be 60%. You just but, need that. Top 80s, 90% internationally. Yeah, but you just need, you do need your 10 at pro level to be, well, your, your goal kicker, not your 10. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's a decent goal kicker, but I think if you were to play him internationally, Six Nations, World Cup, you... Someone else would have to kick. I think so, which means Lee Halfpenny would have to play. Or which means Liam Williams, oh yeah, Liam Williams so, would play on the wing. Yeah. Um, but you just, you've got to build a team around him. The Blues, I reckon. He's that good. I think, honestly think, especially these days with defence being what it is and jackals being what they are and that kind of stuff and there's there's more at stake, you know, season on season. I honestly think it takes real courage for a director of rugby to build a team yeah. around exciting players who are hard to play against rather than dependable players who just tick boxes. I think it's, it's a brave decision. He's not a selfish player either. He makes a lot of breaks, um, but he brings... I always reckon a good sign of a 10 is someone that brings centres and wingers into the game so you see the best of them. Yeah. You know, so, you know, if you're, if you're at a 12 or a 13 you have a good game, mostly it's because the 10's giving you a good ball or a yep. winger. Yeah. Or a 15, you know, you're getting put into space, you're getting put into the right situation. So, um, he's really good. Gareth Anscombe back running, which is brilliant as well. Yeah. Because he was Wales' number one. It's just reminded me, I had a dream about Gareth Anscombe two nights ago. All right. What him and doing? his wife or just him? No, no, we're at barbecue. Okay. It's really weird. I'd, oh, yeah. Before we get back onto the blues, I had a dream. We're done on the blues now. All right, I had a dream about Gareth Anscombe and I was at a barbecue with Ollie Cohn, yeah. Gareth Anscombe, 
Joe Marler, and I think you might have been there. All right. And I've had this. I've had this dream. No, because it was either you or Alfie. Rory difference. Impressions. No, you might have been there. I can't remember. Anyway, so, but about a year ago, I had this really vivid dream, and no one remembers dreams, do they? Um, And only the good ones. Only good. Yeah. But I, I had this really vivid dream, and I don't normally text like current players and stuff because we're not mates. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I texted Joe Marler and I said, it's a really weird dream last night where we listened to this song at a barbecue with Ollie Cohn again. I dream a lot about Ollie Cohn and because uh, he cooks nice meat. And we were listening to this song and I've never heard this song before in my life. I woke up with it in my mind. Yeah. And went on Spotify, Did it downloaded down? it. Oh. No, I didn't write it down. I was like, Spotify, what is that song? Really bizarre. Never heard of the guy. Still couldn't tell you what it's called. And I said, this is weird. Had this dream last night. And Joe Marler said, I'll tell you what's weird. That was the first dance song at my wedding. Ooh. That is weird. Yeah. True story, boy. Yeah. And I, t- I couldn't tell you something rhythm. It's I forget. Anyway. He's a dancer? Yes. No, the rhythm's going to get <laughs> you. <laughs> Gloria Estefan. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria Estefan was right. The rhythm is going to get you. Oh, but I, these yeah. days, it does. It takes cojones to build a... Build a uh, build a team around high risk individuals. It does yeah? Um, look, he's not high risk, but I think well compared with you know if they bring a like a points machine like Priestland in compared with that, he's he's probably not as reliable. I'm guessing uh, if you're saying his percentages I, aren't great. I, kick, I think kicking off the tee, yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, but someday you know he, he kicked really well at the weekend. So um, anyway, uh, it looks like Thomas Francis has signed for the Ospreys. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, I've missed that boy. Yeah, boy. Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. It's been a nightmare, mate, through um, festive derbies, right? The, the first weekend of the festive derbies was Boxing Day. The weather was horrific. Um, Your feet cold? So cold. Oh, fella. But the games were really ordinary, really bad. Mm. You know, you're talking like, I think the Dragons had something like 16, 17 penalties they gave away. Yeah, I watched the highlights and the highlights were lowlights. Yeah. yeah. Josh Turnbull scored a try. That was it. Um, not much better at the Scarlets and I'm just thinking oh, this is it Rubby's not going to get any better than this but last weekend was good for, for Welsh Rubby but the, turn, the amount of times Wales, the Welsh regions are kicking is way more it's like double the amount say the Irish provinces are and we, we've got to compare ourselves to the Irish provinces in the Pro 14 because they're the ones you know yeah. Ulster were unbeaten until they played Leinster recently so Leinster and Ulster both I think lost one Munster maybe the same but we're kicking it double the amount of times. We're scoring way less tries. Like in round 10, I think it was, uh, the Welsh region scored four tries out of four games. Or two yeah. or two games even because um, they're playing against each other. And, and the Irish provinces scored 11. And a lot of the tries were pushovers, yeah. line-outs, chuck your backs in. Last gasp, really. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but, then, let, but then, then Bath played Wasps and rugby was saved. Yes, it was. I love that game. And, I loved it. And I know Eddie like, Jones said it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and Hugo uh, on com said, I don't know, you know, if Bath supporters are going to be enjoy watching this. Of course they're not. They're, if your team's losing, they're not going to be enjoying it. But more neutrals are watching that than Bath supporters. And I thought it was brilliant. Like you're going to get mistakes, but, but that's how tries happen. That's how yeah. turnover ball happens. You know, drop passes, teams capitalise on it. I thought it was brilliant. And if you want people and kids to get involved in rugby, it's got to be exciting. It's an entertainment sport. And it was by far probably the most entertaining game I watched for a while. Yeah, it's brilliant. Mm. I thought it was great to watch. It was like, this has got to end at some point, not the final whistle, but this attacking intent, these clean breaks, all these points. Yeah. It's got to stop at some point because 
these are pros and yep. they realise they're risking everything and defence still tighten up or something. Yep. Oh, but Paolo and Dogwoo, wow. Yeah. Re- so, sometimes you get games like that where you don't mean it to be loose, but it just is. Yeah. And, you know, when, when you get a turnover ball, there's just space, so you just run it. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right, Paolo and Dogwoo. Dogwoo was really good at 13. I wonder, I was really good at 13 a couple of weeks ago, watched him live up at the Rico and he was really, really, really hard to deal with. Yeah. And defensively, he's obviously, he's aggressive. He's got loads of pace. Yeah. And he's strong. So actually defensively, if he is slightly out of position, he gets himself back in and he defended yeah. really well. But I just wonder if 13 might end up being a really good position for him because he'll be less exposed to the high ball where he doesn't look very comfortable. Distribution, though. You've got you've still got to be yeah. a distributor at 13, so you've got to be able to pass. I mean, he's a great strike runner. But look at Slade, I guess. Yeah, great distributor. Yeah, yeah. but you look at like a dog. He's space, one-on-one, really good. Brutal. Yeah, like but a proper strike runner. So hammy's on in mind. But... You know, if you have to, when you've got a 13 like that, you have to hide him a little bit in attack. You know, so for instance, if you need to throw a, a pass to over the 15 to the winger, you know, he's not the right man to do it. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, so you have to be careful and you have to sort of tailor your moves around him a little bit. But if you want to give an early pass to a dog at 13 and say, just have a go, mate. Yeah. He's going to be brilliant Lovely. at that. Um, and if I he's think, on the wing, you can put him at 13. I think, yeah, I think he's I think he's probably more of a natural winger than 13. Okay. Um, but do you see Underhill trying to tackle him? Yep. Like, how powerful? Whoa. Yeah. I mean, not many people run through an arm of Underhills, do they? No, it was, it was a soft shoulder tackle, but, you know, if that is, if that's someone else... There's also a tiny little hitch kick from him. He just stop, he doesn't stop and go, but he just accelerates and boom. Yeah. And I think that catches Underhill a if little that's bit. That's McConaughey. For instance, I know yeah. he's on the same team, but just uh, as a comparison, he's getting tackled. But because yeah. there's a dogwood, because he's low, he's thick set. And when a dogwood turned and tackled McConaughey towards the end when yeah. the bath broke, that was class as well. Because a lot of lads who are that good going forward don't feel the need to be that good going backwards, do no, they? No. While I'm thinking of it, mate, I tell you one player is doing pretty well from Northampton is now at the Ospreys, is Stephen Myler. Oh, how's he going? Points machine, mate. Oi, good looking fella, Myler. Good looking boy facilitator mate yeah does what he needs to do at 10 puts people into space he's not going to be making loads of breaks he's not going to be finishing off tries but he just is a great link between the forwards and the does the right stuff at the right times a lot do you know what i like about him as well is that i went on tour with him and um we'd be in bars having you know drinks because we're absolute bloody lads and we're getting absolutely flipping sloshed and um like four women. more Smirnoff Ice, please, barman. <laughs> yeah, one, two, three, buds. Um, and uh, and women were there and they're double taking at him and looking at him the whole time. They're like, wow, he is amazing looking, especially with like a black eye from really? a game or something. And the thing I love about him the most, he didn't even notice. He didn't even notice. I'm like that sometimes. So I didn't tell him. I didn't want to get a big head, but he didn't even notice. Yeah, and he's a nice man. And that's not the most important thing, but it also helps. Yeah. He's a good fella. Good, yeah. A good tourist. Really good tourist. Um, what other things have stood out for you? Nigel Owens. Do you see that? Forgot his cards. One of the games. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And someone cards. brought him a card on, didn't they? Yeah. Or something? yeah. I can't remember who got yellow carded. Um, well, he's getting old, isn't he? He's getting old, Nigel. You know, he's, he's 53 now and he's 72 now. And, you know, as he, as he approaches 80, he's going to start forgetting things. He's more interested in his cows now and his farm. Yeah, still a great ref. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny that. Um, and did you see the Claremont player pick up the referee above his head? <laughs> I mean, apart from anything else, that's a fully grown man he's lifted up above his head like Lion King. Just how excited he was. Yeah. That's quite a lot of strength, that, isn't it? Yeah, you can't do that. 
No we question. Can't can't. Do it. It's like no matter, no wonder we got a red card for it. So I mean, what's so what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? Is he going to get a ban for that? Yeah, I think you should give a ban. You've got to set an example. You can't touch the ref, mate. As, as long as you know, it's, it was in a jovial moment. You know, the game was won. They were super excited, but you can't lift up a ref. No, even if you know him. If if somebody right, I'll be completely honest now. If somebody had debagged Barnsley, a player had debagged him and pulled his shorts down during a game on telly, I would be sitting here now saying, you cannot do that. He needs to be suspended. He needs to be banned for that to teach, you know, to act as an example. But privately, I'd be thinking, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm going to checks in the post, fella. I, like, it was funny, but it's like Andy Powell driving a golf buggy down I, the M4. Like, I, I didn't that, that's think, funny, but you still need... You still I didn't think it was that funny. It. I thought it was weird. It's, like, it's a weird reaction, that, mate. But you watch it. I don't know who it is. Do you know the name? No. Nope. Right. But he see how excited he is, jumping around like yeah. a little kid waiting for the whistle. Good little mover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now, red card, but it was... I did smile a little bit. Did you um, hear Kyle Sinclair swear at Carl Dixon the other day? Yeah. Right. I mean, and Brian Moore's written an article on it, and I criminally haven't read it yet. Um, he wrote it, brought it out yesterday, so I'll read that when I get home today. But um, Brian Moore's written it, and I'm interested to hear his take on it. But... It's it's one of those things. Pe- people are people go mad about this stuff, and that's fine because you go mad about whatever you want. Um, Carl Sinclair apologised. He knows he shouldn't have done it. There's this, and I'm not I'm not apologising for it at all. I think you know you should because the thing is, I mean, if your kids are sitting on the sofa and they see one, you can't do it. You can't chat to refs like that. Mate. Equally, we're hearing loads more of the players chat now because there's no crowds, yep. no crowd noise. Um, there's a bit of that. So these aren't excuses. It's just we are hearing more of it, so it's quite interesting. But I think he'll probably get into a bit of trouble of that for that because they can't not. It, but it does feel a bit like, a, aside from the offence, right, aside from doing it, it's a bit odd where they played in the same squad at know Queen's. They right? know each other. So... It, did they get on and all that kind of stuff? Were they pals? I mean, I don't think that would affect um, Carl Dixon's refereeing whatsoever, but I do wonder if it would affect how the players view him. Yes, I think it would, especially if you've been in that squad environment together and you've, I don't, you've pre-season tours, room together, all of this sort You're of bonded, stuff. You're bonded, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. you are. So, you or know, you might not like each other that much. Maybe, maybe. Um, but... It's obviously he's obviously said it because he knows the guy. I think you know, he. I don't think Carl Singler would say that to any other ref. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Would yeah. he have shouted like that? I at don't think so. I think I don't think so. I think he would have shouted it at him because they were mates. They were teammates. Yeah. And you could sort of you think you could probably get away with it. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't say it in a in a fun way. He said it in an aggressive way. Yeah. So what I would say is when I saw the tackle come in, I was like, holy moly, that is so dangerous. Yeah. And so many of these tackles now makes make me wince, not just because they're aggressive impacts, because I think how are people not dislocating their kneecaps and shoulders? I haven't seen these? it slow down because it was Luke Handicky, wasn't it? Yeah, Why and it's you know, and he's he is very good at that. But yeah. this one was particularly like, whoa. Um that is a that's a dangerous. sort of yeah. that he's bolt he's a massive unit steaming at someone's if, shins. I think if, sorry, if I think if Carl Singler said that with a bit of a smile on his face then you could get away with it but he was super aggressive but my he, point he is I, calm down after it, I think he's been hit like that and he's thinking that could have been my knee dislocated yeah. there and he's angry so it's just, these aren't excuses yeah. I think that's the reason why he's so pumped but you, yeah you, I think but you still can't speak to refs like that otherwise no. it becomes football yeah and then we're doomed but it, it's a slippery slope and it and football we said this before in this pod I expect football didn't wasn't gentlemanly 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 whatever that means it wasn't polite 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 
and then overnight turned into a sport no. where they abused the refs. It starts with, come on, ref. Yeah. You know, rewind, look at rugby from, you know, our dad's generations. And every decision is met with the player turning around and walking back. Yeah. There's never any protest. And now look at guys, you know, I love watching Dan Bigger play. If I if I owned a rugby team, Dan Bigger would be one of the guys I wanted to sign. I think he's brilliant. But you watch him play and you watch him protest to refs. And even Big Lowell back in the day would offer a, you yeah. know, I remember... I remember my dad saying he does like to offer a sermon on every decision and it's like, yeah, but he's big lol. He can do what he wants. But then, so it, and I, when I got penalized for scrummaging offenses, whether the ref was right or wrong, I would say things to the ref. And I remember going into, um, who's, who's changing room was it? Uh, anyway, the ref's changing room up at Leeds to Pearson. I think his name was the referee. And I just went in and said, I'm really sorry, mate. I I didn't swear at him or anything. But I was like, every time you penalise me, mate, I got annoyed and I shouldn't have done that. And he goes, yeah, and you know I was right. I said, I think you probably weren't actually, but shouldn't do that, mate. And we had quite a good laugh about it. And then I never did it again to him because he would have probably sent me off. You know, so it's like, we've all done it, but it is a slippery slope. And if you don't stamp it out, fast forward 10 years and it's footy, isn't it? Yeah, so Dan Big is in your world 15, is he at 10? No, I'm saying if I, you know, if I was... A DOR at a lot of premiership rugby clubs. Yeah. I'd have him. I'd love to have him in my squad. I'm sure he costs a lot of money. But I wouldn't pick him over Joe Simmons or Marcus no. Smith. Um, I suppose Ford. Farrell. Farrell's not in the premiership. Correct. Correct. I when he's going to play next. Um, that's three clubs. And I guess there'll be lovely fly-offs. But do you see what I mean? Like yeah. he, he would be in six or eight of your premiership teams at 10, I reckon. Yeah. And... I've heard him described as the most competitive player anyone's ever trained with and all that sort of stuff. And everyone loves him and says he's the best guy ever. I think you'd have him, but you'd say, could you stop shouting at the refs, please, Dan? <laughs> Can you stop appealing everything? Me mum don't like it. <laughs> my mum and dad love Dan Bigger, right? They talk about him all the time. They don't know that many rugby players. My mum doesn't. They love Dan Bigger because he kicks the ball and catches it. He does both. He's very good at that. Right, and they love that, but they don't like him shouting at the refs. No. So I'll have a, when I see him, I'll tell yeah. him mum don't like it. Give him a little... I say Dan, I say Bigsy. What's it? What everyone call him Bigs? Bigsy? What do they call him? Uh, Big. Bigs. Big. Big. Mr. Big. Come here, boy. Come here, fella. Mr. Big, yeah. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, 
So we've got a couple of weeks off now, haven't we? Um, yeah, well, I think it might be one week off for me. I, I think they're trying to arrange the Pro 14 fixtures to be... I think there'll be no games this weekend. I think it's too late to rearrange fixtures. But Get the caterers in. Yeah, I think it'll be a week off, feet up, and then the following week there'll be games. But don't oh, know. lucky you. Don't know. Don't know, mate. I mean, what's happening with the Six Nations? I've just oh, seen boy. CVC have just um, invested... Or that there's a press release just come out about a load of money that's been accessible by Six Nations now, which should help a bit. It's um, Six Nations handed a lifeline of 365 million by CVC Capital as the rugby tournament sells 14.5% of commercial rights for the five-year deal to be confirmed later this month. I mean, right. I wish I'd read that before I even started it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have just done an ad. I wish you had. Yeah. Um, so edit it. Make yourself sound clever. That's ah, I can't be bothered, mate. That's. That's promising news, but is the Six Nations going to go ahead? Is, if it goes ahead as it stands, there'd be no crowds. I mean, we're talking, what, like three weeks? 15 minutes it starts. Until the first game, so... I don't see... But then France, the French team, just saying they don't want to play in Europe. They've announced a squad. But they've announced a squad for the Six Nations. Yeah. Hypocrite alert. <laughs> Hypocrite warning. Guilty. Um, yeah, a bit an odd one, that. I mean, who who knows, boy, and... It's frustrating for everybody. I think it's I mean, a lot of it. Literally, depending on the the Lions. If the Lions sort of come out and say well, like the tour's not going ahead, they can move the Six Nations to later on in the year. Yeah, where there potentially could be crowds. But who's to say in April we're going to be allowed crowds back? Now, I I will go and watch the Lions wherever, right? Yep. And I will love it wherever they play. I do believe that um, unless they can market a Lions tour to Europe, for example, where there's freedom of movement to coin a contemporary expression with freedom of movement for the squads because they can go and play in yep. Dublin, Paris, you know, Cardiff, London, whatever. Um, they can do that and they can sell out the stadia and almost all the money goes to the South African Rugby Union. That's an idea I like, but I think I prefer the idea of the tour being in South Africa, even if it's not back a year. I think you just lose a bit of the magic if you start tinkering with it. And I know there'll be people saying, well, look, I just want to see games. I just want to see the Lions games. But the Lions are special. And mm. part of that special thing is touring the other country. It's playing in the other countries, playing in their, in their backyard, so to speak. So I'm not sure I'm for a Lions test series in the UK. No, um, I I mean, I'll go and I'll support the Lions, but I think it's been South Africa. Yeah, and I think it, it should be in South Africa and they should try and rearrange the season next year if it is the case. Now, I know not a lot of unions are gonna, would allow it next year because it's a year out from the World Cup. But, you know, can we can we look to play it in January next year? Can the season be rearranged for the Lions? Also, there are some people saying you can't play a Lions. Say they put it, just delay it by a year and play it next summer. Yes, other tours are affected, but frankly, so what? Um I've been on an England tour when the Lions was going at the same time. It's brilliant. And um, the, but there's, there's a bit of chat around where you can't play a Lions tour one summer and then play a World Cup the next year. It's like, no, no, there's over a year between them. That is enough time to recover. Come it's, on. It's just the injuries you get from World Cups, from Lions series. Yeah, the they're, bit, they're, a, it's intense. There's a bit of management to be done after the tour. Players but, always come back absolutely bollocks yeah. from it in terms of like fatigue, 
injuries. It takes it takes some players a lot of time to get over them. That's the, I suppose that's the biggest issue. It's always um, big injuries. Remember after the last Lions tour, everyone was like, Maratoji's tired. He's not going to. He needs to rest. He plays too much rugby." And he was like, man of the match, man of the match, man of the match, man of the match. <laughs> yeah, he's young though, isn't he? You know, yeah, exactly. When I was young, I was just like Marrow. Played four games a, uh, a week. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot of under. I think we'll find out now in the next couple of months. Oh, weeks, boy. hopefully. Um, what well, the we, well we've got our big like. Flats and Shanks travel yes. tour going out there with lots of people booked up and all that. And I'm quite glad we partnered with the British and Irish Lions on that because it yeah. makes the refunds a lot easier. What about <laughs> playing the series in Dubai? Bit off for me, boy. You've seen I, think, I think like from social media, Dubai is the only place that looks like people are still partying. You've seen Jason Leonard out there. <laughs> he was too hot. I'd be yeah. too hot. I'd be hotter than Jace. Nah, not, not around December time, mate. It's about 26 degrees. It's nice to play sevens there. Never been to Dubai. Have you not? Nope. No, well, you're down Devon, aren't you? It's your sort of holiday. Yeah, you call it You call it the middle class yeah, holiday, but actually of, it's just way cheaper. You sort of think you're too good to, to go to Dubai. No, just two months in Devon cost the same as a week your, in Dubai. All your rich lawyer friends, I don't hedge I, funders all down in Devon. I don't think I've got a hedge fund friend with your, or a lawyer friend. I don't think I've got one. Your boat shoes on, your jumpers around your shoulders. Yeah, they do that. Drinking yeah. guest ale. Guest ale? What's that? <laughs> Whatever they got on the pumps. Oh, Session IPA. Is that what they call it or something? <laughs> Bombardier. No, drinking rosé on the beach, boy. Come on. Yeah, lobster. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what other news is out, mate? Oh. It was Christmas, actually. Christmas was good. How do you cook your turkey? How do you like your turkey in the morning? Um, I did a Jamie Oliver roll turkey thighs with um, apricot did and, you roll and stuffing. Yep. So I ordered, um, got me mate. Oh God, I haven't paid for them. Oh God, he keeps calling me. I must pay for them. Got me mate as a butcher in Bath. And I said, can I have, um, I said, there are going to be, a, I don't know how many of us are going to be. So give me eight turkey thighs. Because I watched Jamie Oliver and they weren't that big. They were like big sausages. Yeah. And you roll them and you cook them for an hour, whatever. And you then you slice them and they're real nice. Like, you know, and he, I got there to the butchers and he was like, yeah, they're a bit bigger than I think you might think, mate. And, you know, I did two on Christmas Day. They were massive. Really? That I've big? still got five. He gave me seven. I've got five in the freezer. But they were really, really nice. I did the old get-ahead gravy. Yeah, I did that. You know, the Jamie old Oliver. duck fat spuds. Um, do duck fat. Honey carrots for the kids. Like butter, those. olive oil, rosemary. Oh, okay. And garlic. And garlic, okay. okay. Yeah. I don't like I don't like Christmas spices, I've worked out. Like, I don't like Christmas cake. Oh, um, Christmas pudding? Nope. Well, up the same thing, basically. Mince pies, cloves. Oh, a shame. I hate cloves. Oh, if I get boy. a clove and a rice or a ham, I'm like that. Oh, boy. Horrific. It's mushrooms don't like, don't trust them. Where they're moving, though. Yeah. Texture in your mouth. But that's about it. Olives. I try and eat olives, and I just can't. When you go on a holiday, do you find an Irish bar and eat fish and chips? <laughs> <laughs> do you watch Only Fools and Horses every day on holiday are you doing a Sunday roast today brilliant I'm in yeah CC senor what's it called oh, Lamb of uh, Christmas was good um, how was yours yeah fine you fine. know didn't do anything really kids loved it we watched I'll tell you what we watched as a family on New Year's Eve which kids loved which your kids will like as well was Dirty Dancing oh I started watching it um, I got the, caught the end of it Get your kids they did like it, it. yeah, yeah. I've got a new favourite Christmas movie, by the way. What? The Grinch, animated. Yeah. Oh, animated. Oh, it's so good. Oh. It's so good. I, we Pe- have watched... Peanut thinks she's too cool for it now because she's 11, but I watched, watched it. we watched the three Austin Powers recently. Oh, yeah? It's good. Kids like that. It's 12, so you 
Ooh. Fast forward some of the stuff. I don't let my eight-year-old watch 12, not like you. Um, she's nine. Um, and it's 12A, so 12 with an adult. So, like, like Matt Powell shows his 10-year-old, they watch Basic Instinct and all sorts. Bad taste. Remember that Terminator bad two? taste? Yeah. Just with his finger up at <laughs> <laughs> the front. What you should see at the video shop. Yeah. Uh, Powell shows Boys in the Hood to his kids. <laughs> um, so we watched that. I'll tell you what I have watched recently. I watched a couple of things. Um, one was on Sky Atlantic, Raised by Wolves. Sci-fi. You put it on to me. Because it's sci-fi, I haven't started it yet because I think I'm not going to like it. Yeah. Now, who was the director I said that did it? Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's different. Yep. I quite liked it. Yep. Quite liked it. It's intriguing. Um, it's okay. Fine. It's not horrific, but if you're struggling for something to watch, okay. get it on. The Serpent, I've just started. Mum, I'm four into The Serpent. He's the serpent who guards the gates of hell. It is, um, it's quite an unnerving... Yes. Bit of telly, that. Yeah, it is slightly. Um, yeah, my... Um, imagine Barnsley, I'm, I'm not very imagine Barnsley to be like the serpent, that, that guy who's selling gems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Wayne, all right? Stick, stick him in a sauna, he still doesn't sweat. He's in a minute. Um, the Pembrokeshire Murders was on last night. It's a true story. Oh, so and someone need, someone said on Twitter about that. Um, do police actually talk like this, like in perfectly timed rhythms and sentences, or something like that? So, but someone said it was a bit fake. It was meant to be but, good. Okay, the yeah. Ripper is good. Have you watched the Ripper yet on Netflix? Yep, yep, good, well done. Well, I can't remember it. Yep, watched it. Yep, very good. Um, D- uh, watched the Twelve. I think I might have said that last no. time. DNA. I started watching as well. Okay. Um, Serpent. And Spiral, Series 8, I watched. Very, very good. The final really? series, Spiral's really... Have you ever watched Spiral? Nope. Lucky you. French cop drama. Okay. There are eight series, all on, I think it's iPlayer or Netflix. I think it's iPlayer. You get to start from the beginning. Lucky old you. Suburba, Blood on Rome. Have you seen that yet? Spiral, no. It's good. Once you've seen Gamora, what's the point? New series in filming, by the way. Gamora? Yep. Oh. Someone tweeted me. Also... Have you watched uh, Shit's Creek? Oh, Genius. It is so brilliant, you know I can't believe it. Well, you wouldn't know that. They're son and father in real life. I, I didn't know, and I Googled it, and they were. I thought they might... they like both producer as well? Yeah. So I just, I just saw the names at the end. I thought yeah. maybe they're related. Now, um, she is what, amazing. Yeah. Or both of the she's. Yeah. Why are you mouthing she's fit? I didn't. And you know I didn't. <laughs> I watched one the other day when they're at a funeral, and he has to get up and speak at the funeral of one of the... Bob, who's died, who doesn't even know. Oh, yeah, Bob. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Danny boy. <laughs> she gets up and starts. It's brilliant. You have to watch it. Shit's Creek. I think there's quite a few series of it, but it's phenomenal. Basically, the main character in it is Jim's dad from American Pie. Yeah. Eugene Levy. It's so, so good. It's yeah. so clever. I mean, every character is amazing. The mum is just, Moira is just amazing. Like They're all good, mate. Alexis, oh my God. Yeah. And the clothes she wears. I know. The clothes they all wear. The wardrobe is almost the best bit of it. I think Daniel's my favourite. Daniel. Is it called Daniel? David. 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 (laughs) No, David. (laughs) Oh, she is brilliant. Yeah. So, light comedy. There's about 20 minutes each. It's become like a film review or a series review, this podcast. Yeah. Get into Spiral if I were you. Because there's been so many games that I just can't remember. Do you know why why subtitled programmes are good? Because they force you to put your phone down. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I, t- I put my phone on silent anyway. You're good at night, aren't you? Seven, yeah. Uh, do you notice the microphone I'm using today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alpha G, haven't I? You have. I've got a standard foam cover on mine with a like an 80s 
Marlborough Go Faster stripe around it, and you've got a Guinness foam cover. Whatever. Oh, Whatever when did you get that? Oh, when you did. It's a Willy Warmer. When you did your, uh, <laughs> when you did your video at home. Yeah. Were you at home for that? Uh, Bubs's house. Bubs's house. Couldn't do it in my house. Why? COVID. Lockdown. Kids. Yeah. I've got a two-year-old. Yes. Yeah. Don't work. Whirlwind. It doesn't work. No. Um, oh, um, well, that's a really nice microphone topper. Yeah. So, well done. anyway, no rugby coming up this week. So, maybe we'll do a podcast. Maybe do a, a short one. Um, I'll tell you what you can do, people, is give us a review. Been around for ages. Give us five stars or four. I'll, I'll accept four because nothing is perfect. And yeah, always, four's fine. I'm fine There's always four. room for improvement. Um, you said to me... That Three's an insult. Yeah, you said to me that I, well, I asked if you wanted food today. We're going to do some ITV filming today, basically. We're doing yeah. um, some commentary, which is going to be on the hub. Some ITV of, shorts, yeah. Of 10 classic Six Nations games. Are we doing the whole game? No, five oh. minutes. And you said to me, Phew. you don't want any food because you're massive. But you're not. You don't look that big. I was expecting, you know, Rick Waller turn up. Oh, mate, I'm... Yeah. I done done a couple of. Um, I know you're gonna laugh like you did last time. I have done a couple of online boot camps. I'm not. I don't laugh at that stuff. Right, with mate. so fit in Bath, Ollie Hayes is Craig basically Hawkins. a mate of mine. Oh. And I did these things with Hazy, and he's like, "I've got this heart rate monitor. Yeah, put a heart rate monitor. I never bother with that stuff." And it's like, "Yeah, if you're in the red zone, back off a bit. You don't need to be in the red zone." And I'm like, "You're in the red zone. Back off, flats. I'm back off. Go slower." I'm like, "Mate, I couldn't go a lot slower." I'm not. I'm out of breath. I'm not struggling. He goes, mate. You're in the red zone. Back off. You, all you need to do is burn heart a bit of fat. Central. Yeah. Well, he's not worried about my heart exploding. He's just like you're working too hard. What was your heart rate at? I don't know, but it said 96 percent on my screen. Okay. <laughs> so well, find lot. out what it is. I, I train. I, I maximum I get it is nearly. It's probably like late 160s, but that's not that often. Oh, I go way higher than that. Oh, really? Yeah. When we were playing, I remember being at Sarries years and years ago, and Matt Powell. We, we were told Yatesy, the old fitness guy, Mike yeah. Yates, Yatesy said, right, you've got to get your basic, get your heart rate to 180 plus and keep it there for 90 seconds, back off, step back on, get it to 180. Once it's past 180, yeah. time 90 seconds, whatever it was. And for me, it was like, right, I've been on the treadmill three minutes and it's at 195 or something. Powley wow. could not get his heart rate to 180, couldn't get it there. Yeah. And then when I did I, when I did the John O'Groats to Land's End on the bike, Danny Grucock and I went to have this, our bikes professionally set up by... Piss off and leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. We had a, we went to have our bikes set up um, properly and fitted to our bikes um, and by Rebecca Romero, the Olympian and whatever. It's really, really cool. And she puts heart rate monitors on us and stuff. And I was obviously in terrible nick at that point. I hadn't done anything for two years since I retired. Like nothing except eat and sit. And um, she was like, yeah, we'll do this... Heart rate threshold thing, or whatever yeah. it's lactic, lactic threshold, yeah, lactate threshold. No, it's a threshold thing where they okay. prick the blood on your thumb or whatever. Oh, okay. And Gruy was like, food intolerances. Gruy was like, she was like, oh my god, like he's just he just keeps going and going and going, and he's at level. She's like, if you guys get past level five, I'll be really impressed. Whatever it was, and he's on level seven, level eight. She pulls him out. She's like, that is really good. And I'm on like level three, and she's like, right, you probably better stop. I said, why? Because your heart rate is so high, you're, you're basically done. I said, I feel fine. Yeah. And in the end, I got to level seven and she's like, your heart rate is like through the roof. So we waited and waited an hour or two before we left and she tested my heart. She said, you've just got, my resting heart rate is fine. But when I exercise, I've just got a really high heart rate. Climb stairs. Yeah. Or walk. Yeah. All right. So I don't know, but I, my heart rate, but anyway, this is, this is so dull, I'm going to fall asleep I, in a minute. Yeah. What I was going to say was, 
next time you get your heart rate that high, can you quickly turn on your phone and send a video? Put it on Twitter. No. Please. Who does that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't do that. I mean, it doesn't take me a lot to get to that point, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I'm not, I mean, I've, I'm You're not bad shape, mate. You're not bad. I was expecting the worst, but I always expect the worst and I'm not disappointed. I'm 20 stone eight. 28 stone? Yes, 20 stone eight. That's a That's lot. That's okay. 130 okay. kegs, boy. It's a lot. What's your fighting weight? What do you want to get down to next year for wedding or 16 stone? <laughs> <laughs> what wedding? Um, stag do. Uh, yeah, stag do, yes. Um, 16 stone is way too light for me. Okay, yeah. If I if I got to eighteen when I got to eighteen stone a couple of years ago, yeah, uh, because although no one knew it, I was really um, Ill. like ill because I was getting divorced and stuff and it was horrific. Yeah. Um, I got to eighteen stone and people, my mum rang me to tell me I looked ill. And people kept telling me I looked poorly. Yeah, so I was like, in the end, my mum was like, "Have a sunbed, then at least you don't look poorly." I didn't, but you don't, you wouldn't look right, my shape. No, at all. I don't think I could get there. No, I honestly you wouldn't don't look right. You know, you little. Trot hands, you know, yeah. just want to look right. No. You know, you need a bit of fat on your fingers. Yeah, I need a bit of chub. And also, like, the thing is, what would happen is, I'd get all the way down to 16 stone. Your wardrobe. I'd have a skeletal body with giant calves. Mate. Because they won't ever shrink. You'd have, to, you'd have to take, like, 20 grand to hack it and get a new wardrobe. Yeah. A nightmare. I have to go to Savile Row with 20 bags. <laughs> right, let's end it here. We've got to do some filming for ITV. Um, well done, everyone. We're back, all right? We're back and we are bad, literally bad, literally quite bad. Um, review us and uh, speak to you next week. Okay, see you around. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.